Hey. Hey, listen. Um, which of these two ties do you prefer with this? You only want to ask about the ties? You, you feel good about all, all of this? Yeah, do you not like the ties? No, I'm not a blazing hot new Dorito. What? <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to say... No, I am not going for a young Cuban Kris Kringle look. No, I'm not. The pocket's not real. It actually doesn't go down all the way, so yes, I had to safety pin it. This is foreign. It's Italian, actually, and the guy's trunk had a bunch of these shirts in his Fiat. No, you didn't just say that. Ketchup bottle? Yeah, that's hilarious. I do so have a figure for this outfit, and you know it! You are just gorgeous, and I love you, but you are so mean! I have offered you my soul, and you have crushed it! Beige, this one? Yeah. Well, good morning and welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church. I am excited to be able to see you today. I'm excited to be able to speak to you today. And whether you're with us in person today or watching via our live stream, I thank you for taking part in worship with us this morning especially as we sang such words as, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Today, we speak about our words. We will have a lot of scripture reference and a lot of applications and no slides. I'm sorry, I know some of you like the slides, but today we're just going to be moving too fast with too many um, scripture references and just too much. So if you want more information. I encourage you to watch it again later at home on YouTube, on Facebook, or on our church website, bloomerbaptistchurch.com, and you can take notes there. You can also take notes now. I encourage you to take notes. I also encourage you to use the Bibles in the pews in front of you, the Bibles on your phone or that you brought with you from home on your tablet, and as always, I just encourage you to keep the Bible app open on your phone or a note-taking app um, or on your tablet, and let's save the texting about lunch plans for later. Our words have power, and we must watch our mouths. Our words have the power to build up and to tear down. Our words have the power to deliver hope, but also to deliver destruction. We must be careful with how we use our words. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. If you want to turn to one proverb that we'll be sticking to more later, please turn to Proverbs 10, verse 19. But Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. You see, we've all heard the old saying, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I just have to say, this is just not true. 
Our words do have power and our words affect people. Let's never think and speak recklessly such words as, ah, it's only words. It's not like I'm doing anything because your words are doing something. Your words have the power to bring hope or to bring destruction and your words can penetrate the heart. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words may never hurt me is not true. And yet for some reason we try to tell people and our children that it doesn't matter, words will never hurt you. Words do hurt. And we need to teach ourselves and our children and the people around us how to use words which glorify God. We also do need to teach them, although the words hurt, how to ultimately find the hope that we need in God and his word. You see, people will literally be killing themselves today, committing suicide today because of what people may say. People have anxiety attacks, depression, bouts of anger, physical and emotional damage, all caused by words spoken. I recently saw a statistic saying that an average teenager gets mad, made fun of, probably get mad too, but the average teenager gets made fun of at least six times a day at school. That's 30 jabs per school week and over 1,000 in a year. Guys, this was a statistic from over 10 years ago. Now with social media how it is, you don't even have to make fun of somebody to their face or behind their back confronting with somebody, a friend or a stranger with gossip. You can do it on social media, on Instagram or Facebook or one of the many other sites and not even have to be held accountable for your words. Put-downs, criticisms, verbal punches, being made fun of, laughed at, ridiculed, torn down, destroyed. Our words have power. I think of a man, as a man, have how often I like to give my fellow friends a hard time and we make fun of each other, we make little jabs at each other. And we think it's all in good fun, but then we also need to look at our joking. We have to look at how often do we also compliment each other? How often do we also encourage one another? How often do we lift one another up and edify each other? What power do our words hold over us, over each other, over others? You see, our words have both emotional and physical power. And by our word, there is a byproduct, a fruit. Again, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. In fact, the Proverbs speak regularly about the fruit of our words, about how to have wisdom and wise thinking when we speak or when we do not. God's word tells us there is fruit or a byproduct of our tongues. Listen up from James 3, 5 to 6, where we're told, Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider that a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. The tongue, though a small part of the body, can cause great havoc and great destruction on one's life. 
The tongue has power not just to build up or to tear down, but also to destroy, to destroy one's life, to destroy one's emotional and physical health. The main idea today is to have ears and mouths which glorify God. And I would like to challenge you with this statement. Speak words worthy of God. Hold your tongue when they are not. I believe this statement to be very biblical sound and from Scripture, but speak words worthy of God. Hold your tongue when they are not. You see, a wise person carefully uses words to lift up others. <laughs> that statement's kind of challenging, isn't it? A wise person carefully uses words to lift up others. It's challenging me because I think of how often I think I'm just having fun with people, but in reality, it's bringing them down. It's not lifting them up, and that makes me sound like a fool, not like a guy wise in the Word of God, not like a wise man. You see, but also, sometimes what is nice is something of a challenge too. Sometimes in order to do that building up of others, that lifting up of others, you must challenge them. You must convict them or confront them with your words. And this might feel like you're bringing them down or tearing them down, but that is not your purpose. Your purpose is to bring them up, to lift them up, to help them with life, whether it be spiritual life or the physical life here today or the emotional well-being of their souls, their hearts, their minds. But you see, no matter what we're saying, we can and we must do it in a way which honors and glorifies God, in ways which help to edify and build his people up, not tear down and destroy. What is your purpose in your words? Do we speak words worthy of God and hold our tongues when they are not? Or far too often, I feel we do the opposite. <clears throat> Let's move forward with this. Proverbs 21, 23 says, Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. That's the New Living Translation. Proverbs 21, 23, Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. The point here is simple. We must be careful with what we say. Watch your tongue, quote. But just because the caution or the point is simple, it does not make it easy. You see another old saying, and one I know far too well is, me and my big mouth. In fact, that was the title of that video clip we showed before the sermon, which I would like to thank Pastor Andy Stanley's church for the use of that and for making that public with us. Me and my big mouth. Oh boy, that hurts. Maybe you've heard the saying of sticking your foot in your mouth or how about eating your words? I feel like myself, because I am a wordy person, <laughs> which I'm, I'm reading today, we must watch our words. We must not use so many words because they may lead to sin. That comes later. I eat my words all the time. I stick my foot in my mouth all the time. I think to myself, me and my big mouth. And then I have to repent. I need to ask God, God, please forgive me for saying that. I'm so sorry. And I have to go to that person too and say, I'm sorry. I should not have said that or I should not have said that way. It that way. It should have been said in a, in a building up type of way, 
a lifting up, an edification type of way, not a tearing down. We must watch our words and keep our mouth shut when they ought to be shut to stay out of trouble. Remember that saying by Thumper from Bambi, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Think about all the hurtful things we may have said in our lives. Think about this. How often have you gone to that person and asked forgiveness for saying those things? And it's not enough to just say, I'm sorry, but I just have to say this. Because obviously, we, we're probably already feeling convicted that the words we're going to say are going to be hurtful. And maybe we need to be a little more quiet until we can think through them to say them in a better way. How often do we openly critique others? How often do we complain about them? How often do we judge them? How often do we spread slander or gossip or degrading comments about others? All in the name of, well, they deserve it, or, well, they've earned this, or they've, they've brought it upon themselves, or, well, I just have to speak my mind, or maybe... Well, they've hurt me, so they deserve to hurt too. How often do we verbally encourage someone? When was the last time you complimented someone? I mean, really, think about how often do you compliment others? I mean, I'm the preacher up here, and I'm preaching to you, but I'm preaching to myself, and I am admitting to you that I stick my foot in my mouth all the time. I think to myself, me and my big mouth. How often do we compliment others compared to how often we throw verbal jabs at others? When was the last time you complimented someone? Sometimes we must speak, but sometimes we must say nothing at all. Sometimes we must shut up to listen up. And I hate that word shut up, but I think right here it's powerful. Sometimes we must shut up to listen up. And it's kind of ironic that I'm the one saying that because I know I speak a lot. Sometimes we simply need to speak less. Irony here too, I know. But sometimes we should speak more. But it should be God-glorifying and people-edifying speech. Are your words most often God-glorifying and people-edifying? Or do our words most often speak of us or God? Do our words promote peace or strife? You see, we all have a habit at times of speaking too much or speaking when we ought not, saying things we wish we wouldn't. And the Proverbs show us that there is God-glorifying wisdom in watching our mouth. Sometimes we should speak. Sometimes we should speak less. Sometimes we should speak more. Sometimes the wisest thing of all is to not speak at all. As Christians, we must learn to use our speech to promote and foster life and help for others rather than storing up contention or spreading slander. Do you have control over your tongue? I know I need to control mine more. Does your speech give wisdom? Is what you say always true? Or do we sometimes stretch the truth a little with our tongue? Does your tongue do good to God and his people? All people. Our words do have power, you see. Words like I love you or I hate you have impacts on people's lives. Words like you are awesome versus you're stupid. 
may affect a person's day. Statements like, I'm proud of you, or you are a disgrace, are life-changing to a person. We as Christians must watch our mouth. Proverbs 13.3 says, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Have you ever felt like your life was ruined because of something you said? Have you ever felt like your life was ruined because of something somebody else said? We must guard our mouth. And with that, I want to look to one more scripture reference, and this is Proverbs 10, 19, 21. And I'm sorry, one more scripture reference from the Proverbs here. Proverbs 10, 19, 21, I hope you're following along there. It says this, when there are many words, sin is unavoidable. Guys, everyone stop here and say, please forgive me if I ever speak too many words from the pulpit. <laughs> that can go many directions right there, I know. Maybe it's just because you want to go to lunch or watch the football game or get to your camping trip. But what I'm speaking of, sometimes you can speak too many words and end up sinning in your words or end up hurting somebody in your words. Now, sometimes your words need spoken. Sometimes the words may hurt, but they are truth. But are they spoken for the purpose of tearing down or for the purpose ultimately of glorifying God and helping others, building them up? This is what this is telling us here. When there are many words, sin is unavoidable, but the one who controls his lips is prudent and righteous. Verse 20, the tongue of the righteous is like pure silver. The heart of the wicked is of little value. The lips of the righteous feed many, but the fools die for lack of sense. You see, when God gives us wisdom, it's amazing to see how often it involves our mouths and the words we speak. Here we learn that fools often talk too much. But the wise and prudent person restrains the number of his words. Again, convicting. The first thing we see here in Proverbs 10, 19 is, number one, there is wisdom in not using our tongues too much. Or the wisdom of not using the tongue when we might. This is what we see here. Our words must be used sparingly. Silence is wisdom when we feel that speech would be useless to convince. Silence is also wisdom when our speech may cause us or others to sin. Silence is sometimes more powerful than speech. We must also listen. And James 1 tells us all to be quick to listen and slow to speak. This is something I recognize I must practice. Do you? Should you? Should we all practice our listening skills? Secondly, number two, what we see here is that there is a blessing of only using the tongue when we must. There is a blessing of using our tongue when we must. There is a blessing also of using our tongue in the right way. Our words have worth just as we do. If we are wise, our words can become like silver, we're told. Valuable to others, valuable to God, valuable to us. We have seen this across the many scripture references we have read today, but also here. As you see that your controlled tongue is prudent and righteous and like silver, pure silver, greatly valuable. Our words, though, they are what you make them. What words are you making? The righteous will get nourishment, enough to feed others, we're told in verse 21, 
but the fool not even enough nourishment for himself. The third idea we see here is the sin and consequence of using our tongue too much. And this is obvious in the very first verse there, verse 19 of Proverbs 10, where it says, when there are many words, sin is unavoidable. We must watch our mouths. Lastly, we see the origin of idle and worthless talking. The one who controls not his lips or tongue is the origin of idle and worthless talking. This is also the one referred to as having a heart of wicked and of little value. Out of our hearts come our words. Do people know our hearts belong to God, that we follow God, we desire and love God? Because our words show where our heart is. Listen up. The heart that is under the influence of the divine God shall cause the tongue to speak controlled, God-glorifying, and people-edifying words. But the heart not controlled by him is of little value, wicked, and dies to sin. Let me read that once more to you, that strong statement, and then I have scripture to back it up as well. The heart that is under the influence of the divine God shall cause the tongue to speak controlled, God-glorifying, and people-edifying words. But the heart not controlled by him is of little value, wicked, and dies to sin. Matthew 12, 33 to 34 says that a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What type of tree are you identified with? What type of fruit are you bearing? Is your fruit, are your words valuable like silver? We must now move to close. And for my final take-home or application, I want to go back to James 3 and read this. Verse 9, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Verse 10, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. My brothers and sisters, all people he's speaking to, men and women, this ought not be. Some of you may feel convicted today because you do not praise our Lord and Father as you should be, or at all. Or maybe you're convicted because out of your mouth, you do praise God, but you also curse his people, something we're told should not be. But let's talk about God for a moment. How often do we praise God at one moment, yet curse God the next? Or how often do we not praise God at all with our life? We're just cursing God. You see, you curse God when you use his name in vain. When you type letters like OMG, which most times do not mean, oh my gosh, they mean, oh my God. And when we say, oh my God, we should be praising him. Oh my God, you are wonderful. Oh my God, your word is power to life for all of eternity. Your word brings a, is like a lamp unto my feet and leads me along the right path for life. Your word brings hope. Oh my God, I thank you. I love you. How do you use those words? You curse God also when you go against him and his will for your life. When you think you know the better way to live, you curse God when you yell out his name like a curse word. 
This ought not be. Verse 9 and 10 again of James 3. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Today's take home is simple. Today's message and main idea should be easy for you to remember. Watch your mouth. Or wash your mouth. There's also a saying in a recent movie which said, do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Well, I encourage you to think something else. Do you praise God with that mouth? We must watch our mouth. Remember the words of the Proverbs. Remember the inspired words of God. Your words have power of death and life. Proverbs 18, 21. Have you confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? Romans 10, 9 says, confess him as Lord. For if you do this and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You have life forevermore. You will be made new. You have hope. May have added a little there, but it's all scripturally based. You see, our words do have power, but God's words bring the ultimate power. God's word bring power of life in a future. Let's start there. Confess Jesus as Lord daily, but don't end there. Allow the Spirit to empower you to be more like Him with each day. Watch your mouth. Do not curse God. Do not curse his people. Praise God and help his people. I challenge you with this statement today as we leave. Speak words worthy of God. Hold your tongue when they are not. Let's close in prayer. Lord, help us. Forgive us when we have used the power of our tongue selfishly, wrongly, and in hurtful ways. Lord, I'm sorry, and I hope that these people also admit we far too often stick our feet in our mouth. We think to myself, what have I said now? We think sticks and stones may break bones, but words will never hurt me, but they do hurt. And Lord, we're sorry. Please help us to use our mouths wisely in a way that glorifies you, in a way that is worthy of you, and in a way that helps others. Forgive us for not glorifying you and edifying your people at all times with our tongues. And thank you, thank you for the power of your words, which bring wisdom and life to us. Help us to deliver words of hope more than words of destruction. In your holy and powerful name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today.